0: Today, hip-hop dominates pop culture, influencing every genre of music from country to K-pop. But it hasn't always been like that. And the story of how that change can be traced back to a single year, 1988.
1: From Wondery and Audible comes Class of 88, a new podcast hosted by Will Smith about the one game-changing year that sparked the world's obsession with rap and hip-hop.
0: Before 1988, a lot of people didn't take hip-hop seriously. People said hip-hop was a fad, and the big record labels at the time wanted nothing to do with a new genre of music that they couldn't control.
1: But hip-hop today touches everything from film to fashion to sports. So what changed? Will Smith will walk you through the historic moments and milestones from that year, interview the superstars who were in the room, and reveal never-before-heard stories about legends like Public Enemy, salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah and Chuck D.
2: Look,
0: I'm about to play a clip of Class of 88. Follow Class of 88 on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up. Ladies, ladies, the show. To too big. To big begin. Back when I was a teenager, before hip-hop ruled the world, there was a DJ competition called The Battle for World Supremacy. Every year, the best DJs would cram into a hotel ballroom in Times Square to fight for the title of world champion. In 1986, my guy, DJ Jazzy Jeff, made it into the lineup. You know, so we mobbed up there Philly style to cheer him on. He needed a little support.
2: It was in New York City. And I was going against New York DJs. We were treated so horribly because we weren't from New York. But in order to prove yourself, you almost felt like you had to go to New York.
0: In those days, there were no billboard rap charts, no rap awards at the Grammys. Hip-hop was mostly happening underground. In two years, it would all be different. But for now, if you wanted to make a name for yourself in hip-hop, you had to go to New York. And that's why we were there, to try to put DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince on the map.
2: And it's all of these high-profile DJs. You know, Dougie Fresh's DJ was in it, and, you know, it was all of these big DJs. And that was definitely something I wasn't supposed to win.
0: In their eyes, Jeff was a long shot. At best. Nobody from Philly had ever won the battle for world supremacy. Not to mention, this was Jeff's first official DJ competition.
2: I could tell it was kind of like, we want to get you out of the way. And they put me up against the world champion. And I was like, okay. And I walked up to him before we started to play. And I stuck my hand out to shake his hand. And he looked at me and walked away. And I was like, okay. If if that's how you're going to take it, I'm going to make you remember me. I'm going to make you wish you shook my hand. There were two sets of turntables. Everybody on the right set of turntables lost. The needle was jumping all over the place. Everybody on the left set won. When he didn't shake my hand, I deliberately walked to the right turntables.
0: I'm watching all of this go down from the crowd, and I could not believe that Jeff would set up on those busted-ass turntables. So I'm, I'm yelling and, and waving from the crowd. I was like, dude, get to the other turntables. There was a woman sitting next to me, a music journalist named Tokyo Rose, and I was driving her crazy.
3: I covered the battle for world supremacy, and I got in late, and I ended up sitting with these kids from Philly. And one kid in particular was really loud and obnoxious. Tall, skinny kid.
0: Meanwhile, Jeff was paying me, like, no mind at all because he had a
2: plan. I put my own needles on, which nobody else did. I put my own slip mats on so that it would slide. And I reached in my pocket and I had a small can of WD-40. And I sprayed it in the crossfader to make it loose, which was the worst thing you could ever do. I'm admitting that I put grease on an electrical contact. But that's what I would do to my mixers to make them slide so I could perform these scratches. And I put my headphones on and I tested it in my headphones.
0: Jeff was messing with his headphones and like ignoring me. So that just made me yell even louder.
3: And I'm like so annoyed because here I am late. I'm sitting in the same row with these guys. This guy's making a big scene. Will was in the crowd, angry, like trying to get me to go to
2: the other turntables. And when I tested it and it didn't jump, I stuck my thumb up at him, and he just smiled because it was important for me to go against all odds because this guy disrespected me.
3: All right. Uh, Okay, we need
0: some silence. On the right, Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff's going to start it off first. The room quieted down. It was hot in there, a full house. Everybody turned to look at the two sets of turntables up front.
3: And then this kid with gazelles gets on the stage.
0: Gazelles are glasses with thick square rims, by the way.
3: And I could not believe what I saw.
0: Say, run, run, CNC and mass Run, DMC and jam J. And then Jeff did to join the run,
3: DMC and jam Master J. The the JJ. There was this obnoxious kid. I was stuck with these Philly kids. But this guy, Jazzy Jeff, ja, was absolutely the best DJ I'd ever seen.
2: Run, <laughs> DMC <and> jam, master, <laughs> Give a
0: big round of applause! Let's go! When it was all over, Jeff was crowned world champion. It was his first DJ battle, and to this day, it was his last. Now that's a flex. Come out of nowhere, destroy everybody, and then just never compete again. But while it was the end of his days as a battle DJ, when I think back on that day... I think of it as the beginning of our careers in music. I think of it as the beginning of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince.
2: I got a big cup that says world champion. That is bragging rights. Like everybody on every radio station was just, oh, DJ Jazzy Jeff just won a battle for world supremacy. And we go to the radio station and they interview me and I got the cup. And it was just kind of like Jeff is the best DJ in the world.
0: That battle was the day we earned the attention of the New York hip-hop world. And it was also the day that we made it on the radar of Tokyo Rose. As it turned out, she wasn't only a music journalist. Her real name was Ann Carley, and she worked in A&R for Jive Records, a big label with major label distribution. Next thing you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince was signed with Jive, and Ann was our A&R rep. Together, we started working on our Jive debut, and they put it on the release schedule for early 1988. (gasps) We didn't know it then, but it was a fateful decision because as it turned out, 1988 wasn't just any year. Music with no melody is rare,
2: but right now, all around us is a music that is all beat, strong beat and talk. It's rap music. You know, 1988 was the year that I feel that hip-hop was fighting for its legitimacy, and that was the year that we broke through.
0: Before 1988, a lot of people didn't think of hip-hop as an art, or even as a business. Roxanne Shantae remembers they had another word for it, a fad.
1: It had an expiration date, like milk, like that's what they were saying. Not realizing that this was going to become the genre of all genres, that this was going to be the music that sets the tone for every other genre of music.
0: Today, nobody thinks hip-hop is just a passing trend. There isn't anything that hip-hop doesn't touch, from fashion to film to sports. So what changed? How did hip-hop come out of nowhere and end up everywhere? for me the tipping point happens in one particular year 1988 a year that changed the sound of rap when legendary albums dropped and icons were born in this series i'm going to take you through that crazy year who was there what happened and how we're still feeling its impact today 1988 didn't just change hip-hop it altered the course of my life. And in January of that year, me and Jeff were just two dumb kids from Philly, barely out of high school. But by December, we were superstars.
2: I don't know if there was anybody in the United States that didn't know who DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince was, you know, after that year. So this is also partly our story. How me and Jeff ended up with front
0: row seats to hip hop history and how it changed us too. From Wondery and Audible, this is Class of 88.
1: Binge all episodes of Class of 88 early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.